193 of Final Boss TV. Slowly but surely, the old intro is still here, as I just brought up before we were setting up in chat. This is from 2014, this intro. But you'll notice something a little bit different today. You'll notice something a little bit different on the show that we had last week as well, which was the Method World First interview. I sat down with Preach, and then sat down with Kona, Narcoles, and Deep Shades. If you missed that, you saw something that I haven't had on the show very often, which is a crazy overlay. But my name is Adam K, aka Bay. And today's show integrates a little bit more of what is slowly evolving here on the show to keep things updated. But the, the old intro still remains for now. But that sort of stuff, all of that art and all that production, of course, would not be possible without the help of everyone over on the show's Patreon page. Thank you very much to everyone that is supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between grabbing those BTS show notes. There are more podcasts. There literally are, for almost every episode, more podcasts. If you head on over to the live show's Patreon page, there are the show notes, there are the podcasts. We didn't have one for the Method World First show because it's like a two-hour show anyway. But if you want to go back in, you can check through all the different tags here. There are 62 additional podcasts, actually. I didn't know I was up to that many. There will be one after this show if you want some more Frost Death Knight goodness. But if you want to support the show and the stream a little more physical and put something on your person, then if you didn't see this last week, and I haven't done like a social blast for it yet, I've been talking about it on the show, Fabelina, if you've seen her wonderful art here before, we have a new design that Fabelina and I just put out recently. This is the Little Queen. This is uh, commemorating the little final boss's line and keeping it moving forward. This is a little Queen Ajara, but the little final boss's line is all over the Design by Humans page. If you are interested in getting any of these, they're linked down below. She also did the Azerite Days shirt as well, which is inspired by the gorillas. But the new little queen is available if you would like. She's got a little red wine glass right there. It's super adorable. And it's up to seven shirts now, I think we have with her. But. Whew. Today's show brings back an old guest, but also brings in some new ones, which apparently I'm supposed to keep him muted. But biceps, welcome to the show, sir. Hello. Hello. So you I'm are all muted now. No, you you are good to go. You are talking okay. to the internet. Hello, sir. Hello. Yeah, you... I'm biceps. Can you I am the, uh, the Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> They're covered yeah. up right now, though, so you're just like, uh, you're just teasing I the know. audience. It's a pity, isn't it? Is that is that on your, like, premium Snapchat, where they get the biceps without clothing? Yeah, yeah. It's on oh. my YouTube video as well. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, show more skin, says chat. There we go. Uh, Joining us here today, apparently, is your partner in theorycrafting crime. There's Tuesday. Hello, sir. Welcome. Hey, what's up? Uh, nice to be here. Now, you can't flex for the audience, but... I mean, my dra dragon's flexing right there. It is. Uh, you're definitely right. The dragon is doing it for you. And then returning from the Legion, there's Hyper. Welcome, sir. What up? What up? You, you still Good play this? Back. You still play this class? I do still play this class, kind of. Kind of? 
Yeah, I'm actually playing Fire Mage this tier, but I, you know, I, I, gonna... I, I did I... prep. I did prep my DK, but you know, hmm. things happen. I wasn't gonna say anything because when I looked at your armory, as I do, like inspecting the show beforehand, I was like, wait a minute. This guy's coming back on the show from Legion as a guest, and he's got no current mythic kills. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> Radiance of Ashara. Oh, do you Firstly, have Radiance? When there, oh. <laughs> yeah, when there was hope for DK, I went in for the weapon oh, and for no. the Azerite. Did you get it, though? No, didn't get anything. Oh, wow. Very unlucky. There you go. Wait, wouldn't, wouldn't Frost want... Uh... What weapon are you, what is you searching for? Okay, then? first week, we didn't know which one was going to be better. And for the first few bosses, Unholy was looking better. So I wanted uh, a two-handed weapon. Oh, I see, I yeah. see, I see. Gotcha. But today, we're talking all about the Frost Death Knight. In each of these junkets, we have to do one of each spec out of the 12, each, each blast of 12. But let's see here. So I'll go back to Hyper real quick, because you were on the show for the Legion Death Knight show. Back then we did a combined, we did Frost and Unholy at the same time, but now everything is separated. So what do you dabble in then when it comes to World of Warcraft and how how long have you been part of said dabbling, sir? Um, well, I actually started dabbling like right before coming onto your show for the first time. Oh. So that was when I got into high-end rating or higher-end rating. I think I was like US top 100 back then, then moved Moved guilds, got got some top ten kills. Then now I'm I'm raiding in vodka, so just you know, playing the game way too much. Um, you were just doing world quests right before you sat down. Yeah, I just finished. Uh, so I do mostly video guides. Um, for DK since that's really the content that was missing before I got into it. I dabble a little bit with the APL, mostly for myself, but sometimes. That gets gets pushed to the actual update, um, but other than that, I just I just try to help people out with with DK. Awesome. And choose what do you what are you up to? What do you do um, in this game? I do uh, some theory stuff. I do APL as well, um, and then I leave the really really math heavy stuff to biceps. Doing like <laughs> a masters in maths, so you know <laughs> why would you avoid it? Um, I've been playing Death Knight since Cataclysm. Um, but only really go into that sort of stuff, basically, late Legion. Hmm. Wait, so, hold on. I gotta back up. Biceps has a, has, is that like a, is that a dig? Or does he actually have a degree in, in mathy stuff? I got, I got a degree in physics. Oh. Well, I mean, that's close enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Holy it's not crap. exactly mathematics, but it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, okay. So then... I actually got a degree now, I graduated this summer. Before I, I just was I was just studying, but now I got it. Oh damn! So then, biceps. So the, the, these two plebs on the show haven't been playing <laughs> since Wrath of the Lich King. Can you confirm or deny that you also started playing DK when it became a thing in World no, of Warcraft? No, I started much later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started who, playing in Mr. Pandaria. Who are these guests? I was waiting for the YouTube comments. Like, none of these guests are original death. Knight. Something you have to know is. All the OG DKs retired, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you got the memos. <laughs> yeah. If you go back to the old archive of the show, Magdalena was the premier name that was doing a lot of stuff for Death Knight. And you guys have sort of taken up the mantle. Basically. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Bicep, so when did you start right. then? 
I started playing uh, early in Miss Pandaria. I played the uh, 200 Frost DK. Mm. And then I kind of like, you know, this game, there's only one class, you know, DK. And that's <laughs> what I've been playing. I like, I did an alt in Legion, I think. Another DK. And that's it. Wait, why is, <laughs> why is, why is Chewy laughing at that? I mean, alting another of the same class, like, why? That was the uh, Legion meta for Legend. We, we, we have tri spec now, man. Yeah. <laughs> we have tri spec now. Don't. Oh, that's so old. Oh gosh. Uh, classic comes out soon. Everyone's got to like pay exuberant amounts of gold to respec if you mess it. Oh, I mean, tri spec. Oh man, that takes me back. That takes me back. But no, Chewie's right. Back in in Legion, at the start of it, that's what the top tier raiders were doing: is they would level multiple of the same character, and the one that got the first like good legendary, that's their main. That wasn't what I did, though. Oh no! What did you do? It was just quite for split runs, and it was like in um, in the last raid. Sure. It was. It was basically you need a character. I was like, why should I not play anything else? Why should I play anything else when I come to DK? I think for Legion, it was like. Especially for Unholy, I mean, there was only one really good legendary, so if you didn't get it, it was like, oh, I guess I make another Death Knight. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. Whoops. But wait, I'm going to go back to, to Chewy on this one first off, because chat basically has you quoted now as saying that because science is how you can answer things, and we were talking about this before the show started, and this is not stuff that, that I don't want to hear about unless you're in the, uh, the Acherus Discord. But there's a lot of wonky math with Death Knight. Is that can you confirm deny this? Wonky math. Um, I feel like my biceps might be better at this. There's a lot of weird things that you right. wouldn't expect. I suppose like um, you know, like hidden caps and frost fever, which is completely nebulous at this point and completely hard to understand. And, and for some reason, they, they change it <laughs> for no reason. Like. Well, that's what I wanted to get into, and it's good that you actually said the, the nebulous word again. Why is Frost Fever nebulous? Okay, well, biceps can help me out here, I think, but we have Frost Fever, basically, it takes every three seconds, and every tick has a 20% chance to generate fibrinic power. So if you have more targets, that chance is, is higher, essentially. Um, and it used to have an internal cooldown of one second. So that was basically the way that it was, quote, capped. Mm -hmm. Um. So, but it, there's another weird thing that we used to do to abuse, like where council bosses and stuff, because as a one second internal CD, but takes every three seconds, you can desync the dot and essentially double your runic power generation from frost fever. And by like recasting it on other targets or something. Yeah, or... exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then once you, if you, for example, if you proc rhyme and cast Howling blast again, it doesn't restart the tick. It just, you know, just extends the dot. Um, so in hmm. this patch, they changed Frost Fever again for some reason. Oh. And in the patch notes, it said something along the lines of, will now diminish beyond one target. And you're like, okay, so I guess it'll be worse than AoE now. Which is, you know, that's what we went into it with. And then we checked it with uh, some turnip abuse, which Biceps can explain. <laughs> yeah. And um, it turns out, no, it actually is improved, which is, you know, Wait. They removed the they removed Sorry. the uh, the internal cooldown basically and increased the chance to therapy. The classic switchery when they say they nerf something but it's actually a buff. <laughs> Chat, yeah, yeah. don't yeah. tell Zorbrix. Um, <laughs> uh, bicep, what 
so all this stuff, right? This, this this whole thing is a segue into what kind of resources are out there that players should be aware of if they're not, or just to pinpoint where everything gets coagulated for Frost Death Knight. And uh, there's something that you uh, you write. Um, I'm looking at this thing over here on this website called uh, Woohead. Oh, Wowhead. What's this? Never yeah. heard of it. I'm the the Frost author. I started writing for Wowhead at the uh, BFA pre-patch, and I've continued to do so. Also, I got this. I think I, I got this specific section in the guide, which I specifically uh, target these kind of integrate weird things that happen with Frost. Which you can read about the the uh, frost fever stuff, or the previous frost fever stuff. I had to remove that now that they changed it annoyingly. But you know, there's also video guide guides out there. Apparently, have you done any frost video guides? My frost guide is coming out on Tuesday. Oh, look at that! You know, new yeah, frost guide. Terrific timing. Yeah. Other than that, I would recommend the the Acris Discord. I think I spend way too much time in there, and you know. Whenever there's someone that just wants to ask a question, we're always ready. Happy to help. Also, always happy to discuss new things. Quite often, people notice things, they see things that we can't see, and it always helps out to improve the, uh, you know, maybe there's a fix in the APL that needs to be done. Maybe there's a trinket that we haven't really considered properly. Mm -hmm. All those kind of things, they come from the community, and it helps a lot when you need to figure stuff out what's best. Yeah, what a, do you have any other... Any of you have any other plugs or shout-outs you need to give to honorable mentions that are out there that are doing things and helping you guys out curate and create all of the stuff that you put out for I the, think, uh, the you know, shout-out for our simulation craft dev, it's Malikus. He does a lot of the, uh, the back-end coding, putting in the new abilities, all that. He also the guy that approves your pull requests. He's a big guy. And it's also so that helps out with your fear of crafting and he does the APL stuff as well. Hmm. Like, generally, it's a big shout-out to the community, I think, because it's like I feel like when I write, whenever I write guides, it's a collaborative effort. I always discuss, ask people, see what they think. Because I feel like, you know, I don't know the correct answer. Always, it's always better to discuss with everyone else playing. Just a big shout out to those guys. That's awesome. Hyper, do you have anyone you want to give any shout outs to? Um, I mean, you, you read, I'm pretty sure in the guild you're in, there is at least two people you need to give shoutouts to, because if you don't, you're going to get hazed later on in guild tonight. So, if you need to, this nah, is your you time. you put me on the spot like that. Who am I supposed to shout out from my guild? <laughs> I'm just making my, sure. My code, my code DK, Sistara. There you go. <laughs> um, but, no, the biggest shoutout is to the community. I, I get asked a lot of questions where I don't know the answer to them, and that really makes me just, you know, go find the answer to it, which is how I end up learning a lot of the stuff myself. Um, and whenever you have that many people playing a single spec and just asking questions and trying out new stuff, you just end up finding out like cool, cool things. Um, and that's probably the DK Discord, this biggest strength. Whenever you have that many players, just like talking about stuff, you just figure things out. Mm -hmm. um, and that's awesome. And then Chewy, last but not least, do you have anyone you want to thank or shout out real quick? I would definitely, well, the two guys I'm with. Uh... But also, I definitely wanted to reiterate Aww. so and uh, Maleka, you know, they're invaluable. And like, you know, Maleka's added some options during the PTR cycle when we had, we had like three variations of fixes to breath. And like, some of them are quite difficult to understand. 
and he added options to sort of check how it would affect downtime and stuff and that was really helpful for us just so we could see like all oh, these changes might not be as good as some other changes um apart from that i guess shout out everyone to, in the discord you know there's like a lot of people there now and it's a uh, super interesting conversations and stuff well, you said there's a lot i like a lot of people in there how many people in the Acuris discord right now because out of the top oh, like 15 God. discord servers in the world world of warcraft's discord servers are somewhere in like eight or nine or ten of those top 15 still i think it's like sixty thousand, but the, like every time banter at everyone's it's like it drops five Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I I at here in my discord to ask people if they have questions about upcoming shows and like immediately two, three people leave. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, the whole point of this channel is so you could yeah. ask questions for my shows and you just leave when I at you. It's like, I get it. Yeah. Even though you could mute the channel and then just see the red number yes. one, uh, whatever. But all right. So first things first quarter, the first piece of business we have to get to biceps. Give it to me straight for myself, those listening, and everyone that's watching right now in the audience. Community perception and performance. How is the Frost Death Knight and how is that impending on this Tuesday, 5% or above Pepe Hands mm -hmm. going to change things, if at all? Yeah, so uh, I think regarding perception, it's not good. I think if you ask the majority of players and you say you're Frost DK, they're going to laugh at you and call you a wheelchair. <laughs> and I feel that kind of, you know, that is the perception. Most people don't think Frost DKs are good. They think they have little utility. They don't feel like they can do good damage. You know, you see it on the forums as well. People show they're like, you know, the worst class. I feel like generally people always overvalue and, you know, undervalue how good a class is. I think Frost is completely fine. It can do well in its niche and it does, you know, run well in raid. The fact that Naga ran a Frost DK in the, on the world first kill is probably a huge boost to the perception of Frost DKs. Because usually you think that, you know, world first raiders, they're not going to bring a class that isn't seen very much. And then they do, and they're like, oh, maybe this is actually good. And I think, you know, Frost DK is absolutely fine. It's also so much better now that they fixed the resource problem. It plays much better. You know, all day it was amazing. You had these, you know, two minutes ads coming in, you could bet from them, all that. It's just done loads of damage. Don't really do that well in the raid with regards to ads, but we do fine. And with the resource changes, it's not like sleeper mode anymore. That's good. Yeah, I'm gonna bounce over real yeah. quick here to the the ninety-fifth percentile statistics page over here on Warcraft logs. Because this is what I have to reference a lot to put in perspective a few times on the stream. Is that this is all bosses right now in Ajara's Eternal Palace on Mythic. And the 95th percentile is basically going to be whereabouts you're going to see that players are hitting their, their sim goals. 99th percentile and max is usually those that are just cheesing stuff right now. There's a big prevalent thing with stacking loyal to the end on only like three or four people in your group and then having a shaman brick and onk and then brick again to like keep and it's it's, it's generate it's just it's for parsing people it's not a big deal but yeah. 95th percentile or 90th percentile just sort of seems people just like they're doing the damnedest and if you take out the outlier right here of shadow priest at 95 percent frost is only what what is that 12-ish percent behind the top and the 5% hits on Tuesday. 
So not really that big of a deal. Within 10 or 12%, really not that big. You're 10% behind the really high-end uh, Fury Warrior right now, which definitely popped off. So so it's important when you look at these to also realize you got buyers here. Because, you know, you got the, the good build, the good guilds, they're going to funnel gear into specific classes, specific players, they're going to try to get gear on the good classes. Yeah. And there's probably not going to be a lot of frost DKs there. And that kind of skews the statistics that you get, you know, the good classes will have better gear than the, you know, not meta classes generally. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. But, you know, we're quite at the bottom. But for absolute majority of content, we're fine. Mm. I think That's it's always what I say. The final two bosses are where Frost really shines, you know. Mm. It's, it looks really bad overall. and But, you know, those are the two most important bosses, arguably, so. Right. The fact that we're getting a buff, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah buff is also a bit you have to take into consideration it's not a straight five percent buff, because it's since it's a aura buff. I don't know if they actually did a five percent aura buff or they did five percent aura buff. It doesn't matter because we don't have a lot of uh the aura buff has like close to zero in value. But sometimes that actually skews it a little bit. Anyway, it doesn't affect uh, white auto attacks, it doesn't affect essence, it doesn't affect trinkets, which brings it around to, you know, 4% single target buff-ish. But that's still nice. Yeah, no, it should be a nice little bump. It's just, it's weird because they, in the updated coming patch here, on uh, the Tuesday hotfix, it's just, any of the specs that they saw that were underperforming a little bit, they all just got a 5%. But then some need more than others, but then the 5% affects others more than others. So it'll be strange. It'll take like a week mm -hmm. everyone to, to sort itself out and figure. But that's the one thing I want to make sure. And you you mentioned it. Yeah, I, aura buff does not affect essences, obviously. It does not affect any of your traits. It doesn't affect any of your auto attack oriented stuff. And then it doesn't affect trinkets. It just affects your abilities on the class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really wish they did more like pinpoint buffs. Mm. Uh, but that obviously requires more knowledge of each spec and how to buff it. Right. Uh, instead of these, like, blanket buffs. But, yeah. Take think... the buff where we can get it, I guess. I think something that's gone unsaid so far is um, for Mythic Plus, for example, Irolo just got nerfed. And Frost and Unholy both got buffed. And those specs are not terrible damage. They just lack utility, really. And I think that will... You know, we'll see, but I guess next week, cop, etc., etc. I think we'll see probably some death knights, to be honest. Oh, you're saying NDI, yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's the one thing yeah. that if, if you're not following this as well, on Tuesday, when these five percent auras go in for a handful of specs, outlaw rogues are getting cut down again, their sister strike trade is being cut down a bit, and their blade flurry damage, you know, nonsense circle of stupid butt AoE is also getting cut down a bit. So if you're not seeing NDI right now is running a lot of like two to three outlaw rogues, even though there's been a few, there's like a fire mage last night, there was a wind walker. So there's, there's some, but those teams aren't winning. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, unholy AOE untouched, <laughs> buffed in fact. Yeah. So uh, Tuesday, we might see something shift slightly. And I like how you bring up Unholy, because you took my AoE. Oh, fire and over. Unlucky. Pity. <laughs> it happens. Oh, it does, does it? Yeah. And then Salty yeah. Rogue also took my AoE, so. 
I mean, they only throw Purge and gave it to Demon Hunters, so... Oh. They did. Mm. I... <laughs> Havoc's my main ult. I don't think we needed it. I think DK should have kept it, but yeah. Oh, well. Because they also took away, you know, your Dark Simulacrum is gone. That was poofed. But that's the one thing I wanted to highlight. All the great little nuggets that the Frosty Boys bring to the table, specifically in this case. And Chewie, you brought up a little bit of it. Do you have anything else you want to add for, like, the raids, Mythic Plus, even potentially if any of you do any PvP? Like, what... what is brought that is unique and fun and awesome about Frost Death Knights right now. I mean, unique, obviously, Death Grip. That's like, you know, the thing that's lasted forever. I would say one thing that's irritating about Death Grip now, though, is it's on the GCD. Mm. It's like, why? Um, unique, this is a problem with Frosty K, especially, is there isn't that much, to be honest. Like, it's DPS, like, it's a DPS class. And this is, this is a problem in BOD is, if it's not optimal or not the best, it just gets outshined by other classes. Um, and like, it does have some utility, you know, it has chains of ice, except then you have that problem. We run a talent called Cold Heart, which essentially means you can't use your chains of ice as a snare anymore. <laughs> it's just like, why? And then we have our stun, which is now a talent. You know, used to get strangulate, which it replaced, so you had a silence, but that's gone now. I guess it's what yeah, you were asking. What does it bring that's good? But it does have the AOE uh, drop kind of thing. Yeah. Relative. What is the my chat was talking the other day about how like Frost Death Knights and Mythic Plus, and, and you like joke about Unholy DK and Mythic Plus in that sense. That's a huge part of the game right now. What is the nonsense like bouncing Frost Ball of AOE Doom that you guys bring right now? What is Chill that? Streak. Chill streak. Chill ah. streak. Talent. Uh, sorry, PVP talent. Called Chill Streak, which used to do um, percentage damage. I think it was 10% per bounce. Um, and it's snared by 70% on every bounce. It bounced uh, nine times, so 10 hits. It does absolutely obnoxious damage. It does like total 1000% attack power, which is insane. I think it's obviously, almost like 40k per hit, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, and they changed it obviously from percent uh, HP to attack power, which means it gets buffed by pillar, mastery, you know, everything. Yep. And Obviously, it only caps at two targets effectively because, you know, it it just bounces between targets. Um, so I could imagine a boss coming up, which is you know two targets stacked. It'll probably be quite devastating. It's like a four hundred k hit on it's also a five really second cooldown. Yeah, <laughs> it's a minute it's like, long cooldown. It's like five cold hearts or forty five yeah. seconds. Sorry, forty five. Yeah. <clears throat> oh gosh, Ketsu's in chat. Don't 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 talk about her. It's okay. Stop talking about her. <laughs> yeah. It's no mean beam, um, but... Then mm. I suppose another PvP talent that's also quite good, if Frost was actually played in Arena, I play on Holy in Arena, but if Frost was played in Arena, uh, Hearthstop Aura has some interesting interactions. Because in PvP, you essentially want to sync defensive cooldowns with offensive cooldowns, and Hearthstop Aura just desyncs your enemies' defensive from your offensives. So it's, it's super good. If Frost was good, like for the rest of it, um, I think that's one thing you can say about Definite is, especially since um, I think it was eight point one where they revamped PVP talents. Like Definite has really cool talents for PVP. Yeah, that Death Knight has probably some of the best PVP talents out of, out of the specs that I play hmm. or classes that I play. It is neat stuff. It always comes down to obviously in like a min maxing cycle, it comes down to numbers most of the time. But then if you're not aiming for that like top 100 
or like huge Mythic Plus keys, which we'll, we'll see though. If the MDI all of a sudden splashes in Death Knights or changes up the meta from all this rogue BS right now we're seeing, uh, we don't know. Then everything changes on a dime on Tuesday. Like the first teams that do Mythic Plus stuff on the MDI on this weekend coming up. And it's like, oh, rows are out. You know, X, Y, and Z is in. Oh, they're the best in the game right now. It'll switch just like that. I think it's, well, you're still going to see one rogue at least. Yeah. Because they didn't have a utility, which is. Oh, of course. Shroud. The MDI is also kind of weird because on live, you aim to push keys. You don't try to speedrun keys as much, I feel like. So for pushing keys, typically you kind of have a different spec meta than what the MDI meta is. Right. I, okay. I don't really do Mythic Plus that much because I haven't enjoyed this expansion, but typically it changes a little bit when you try to go for those highest keys. Yeah. There was something else that I wanted to make sure we highlight here, and this might just be... Is this just a Frost DK thing? You brought up in the beginning of it when we were setting up to make sure the whole anti-magic shell, HP squish, runic barrier thing. So I don't know who wants this one. I'm just gonna back away from the the screen. Who, who wants it? Go for it. Go ahead, Go ahead. Okay, I'll try and like I think I described this badly before, but um, so right. basically you have animagic shell, which is fair percent of your HP as a uh, absorption shield. Um, we have these right. So on a boss like Restless Cabal or Ashara, you have abilities that reduce your maximum HP which reduces anti-magic shell as well. Um, but we have a trait called Runic Barrier, which is basically a flat increase to anti-magic shell. And it's because of the way that anti-magic shell generates runic power, it generates like 0.83 runic power per percent of your HP in the absorb. When you have runic barrier and reduced max HP, your anti-magic shell is larger than your max HP. So basically every point of that absorb is you know, you generate hundreds of runic power because your shell is bigger than your HP. And every percent, effective percent of your HP gives you point of every runic. It's quite hard to describe, I guess, but... It's good for it's, Shara, though. It's not unique to Frost, but obviously has a bigger impact on Frost because of the Bretus and Dragosa interaction. Whereas for Unholy, you still get that big chunk of runic power, but you don't really get that much benefit from that extra runic power. Right. Because there's no way to, like, funnel it the same. It's just like, oh, death coil. Yeah, it's just some, like, <laughs> you get two extra death coils. Goggle's good. It could be good. But, you know, Goggle is absolutely horrendous. So I think it's just annoying. Right. I don't know. <laughs> like... Gotcha. So then, all right. So, Hyper, let's go back to the, the frozen roots, as it were. Or at least as far back as you can. Then we can bounce around <laughs> to the other guests, of course. But, yeah. I mean... Chat can help with this. YouTube comments can help with this. They can reminisce on their best memories or worst fears from previous expansions. But we've had, obviously, we've had Death Knights and Wrath when they became the first hero class in the game. Wrath to Canada Mop to Warlords to Legion, now to BFA, and then, of course, to Black Empire or wherever we're going in 9.0 in the future. But what do you think of the journey, that dev journey of the Death Knight as a class? Like, what drew you to it? Like, the good, the bad, the unfortunate, the ugly? Why do you still play it today? Walk me through that. What do you think? Okay, well, I, I only started playing Death Knight in HFC, and HFC and EN, I was, you know, super casual. But I started playing DK. I don't know, I just made the class that I that I started. Um, honestly, when I, when I started, I didn't want to level all the way, and DK has super easy leveling. So I wanted to skip some levels, and then I just got drawn into the class and just actually played DK for years. 
Uh, but in HFC, Frost, honestly, I don't think in HFC Frost was in the best place. Um, Frost was kind of bland to play. Obviously, back then we had we we kind of had options between the, the two-handed and the dual wielding play style, but the whole rotation wasn't that great. And then with um, with Legion, whenever they did the whole class retuning, I think that was the biggest change that was made in in my memory, at least to DK. Um, just re retuning how Frost works, and then obviously the whole emergence of the Breath of Syndragosa build and how Frost went from these like you just have like two or three abilities that hits super hard on single target to a class that it basically plays around Breath of Syndragosa now. Like the whole Frost concept is just everything it revolves around Breath of Syndragosa. Um, and I think that's been a good change overall. Obviously, it has its ups and downs so far in this expansion. Um, but I really think that they've been improving the class quite a bit, and I like the direction it's heading. Whenever the numbers aren't there, it feels a little unfortunate to play it, or underwhelming It's probably a better word. But whenever your spec plays really nice, um, even if the numbers aren't quite there, you're probably going to stick to that spec. And at least one of the DK specs, in my opinion, um, like every single tier has played quite well. Mm -hmm. It's been very few times where I felt like, wow, I, I just can't play this. Um, and especially Frost tends to have its moments. If we look back to like Uldir, that was like the epitome of Frost DK, in my opinion, um, or from, from the rates that I played it, Uldir was probably just the highest point Frost DK got to. And quite possibly that they will have in the next few tiers. Mm. I'll put um, my cards on the table too. Like the out of all the Death Knights, because I've had one that I leveled back in the day. But Frost, every time I I test for every expansion, and I always do that the the circle through all the different specs twice. I think I've had the most fun just testing and playing around with Frost, even though people think it's slow. And there's a meme. Let me just go over to this real quick. Just like, uh, yeah. Just, yeah. So, yeah. Well, your Frost was the epitome <laughs> in the way that you felt like your spec mattered, even though the play style wasn't the greatest. Uh, like between Breath of Syndragosas, you were just AFKing technically. <laughs> but when you did hit your buttons, you know, you had those moments where you just completely popped off. Right. And I love having that in a spec. Okay. So to wrap that up before we move on to the other guests and what they think, are there any pieces of the past that you would like to see returned or anything right now that you would like to see on the chopping block and removed? Am I starting here again? Yeah, it's you. It's you. Just wrap this up. Okay. Us. okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, for spells returned, obviously Miss Dark Sim, Miss Mass Grip, Miss AMZ. But I feel like if they put AMZ back, it might be a little bit too strong for raiding. They'd need to tune it a little bit. <laughs> but if they brought shake. it back, we'd basically have a guaranteed raid spot. So, mm. yeah. I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> we raid spot based on interesting class or spec-based utility has always been a lot more that people, I think, have enjoyed. Because right now we live in this realm of required raid buffs and debuffs that I think many people are rather turned off to. Especially going from Legion with none of that to then five to six of them arguably right now 
in BFA. So you gotta have the priest and the warrior and the mage and the demon hunter and the monk and potentially also the warlock because health stones because you can have a health stone and health potion now. Like, they, come on. But, Especially in a meta where you try to underheal a lot of bosses sure. like at the top end. Yeah. Uh, AMC would just be absolutely nuts. Yeah. But, all right, Chewy, how about you? What do you think of the dev journey of the Frost Death Knight or the Death Knight overall from your experience? Do you agree with what Def Hyper said? Oh, okay. Well, you gotta slap him around um, a little bit. Well, for me, it's completely like it depends on the spec. For example, Frost, I think, has generally, generally gotten better. It had to, you know, a very long dip in the start of BFA where I think it just was horrific. Like, <laughs> obviously, it was really powerful and all dear, but to play it was just horrendous. Um, so bad that I rerolled and then quit. Um, no, but wow. <laughs> but generally, I think it's improved. Like especially in seven point zero, I thought it got really quite good. And then right now, it's pretty good as well. If you look at Unholy, for example, you said DK in general. I think Unholy's gotten worse for sure. Um, blood, I've not really dabbled in blood that much, but I think I sort of in the same boat as. Unholy. But Frost, I mean, for me, the baseline like conceit of the rotations not really changed that much over the years and it's always been kind of fun pretty simple but it works you know um and breath i think is you know this is the controversial spell but for me it's like that's what makes frost decay right now it's like mm. if you think if i think frost decay i think breath yeah okay and then so do you have anything you want removed or returned that's the the follow-up to that removed or returned from the past or from the current iteration for Frost specifically. Frost specifically. Um, removed. Oh god. Uh, I, well, maybe not removed, but I would like some talent parry because Breath has no compelling competition. Like, look at the talents on that role. They're just dreadful. Um, <laughs> um, like, Obliteration especially. Oh, just, right. just caps you like crazy. It's like, it's, it completely breaks the spec. Mm-hmm. Um, as for brought back, for Death Knight in general, runes for sure. Um, Individual, like that, Blood, Unholy, and Frost runes. For sure. I mean, for oh. Frost, it didn't really matter that much, but for the other two specs, definitely. Um, for Utility Mask Group, obviously, there's this problem that we have in the game where Blood just has the same utility, but bare. And it's it makes no sense. Like, you look at a boss like Agrimar, and people just brought two Blood DKs instead of a DPS DK. Yep. And then you have, for example, you have obviously they have Gorafine's baseline, but they also have a nearly half the cooldown on death. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, there's so much utility though, yeah. that's been removed, which I would like back, you know. Um, there's like AMZ, Purgatory, Dark Sim, obviously, you said it's like a kind of a skill shot ability. Yep. And, you know, Purge, which we almost got back in some form and then lost. Yep, I, I'll, you could take it. You could take whatever the heck, because I, I mean, it's neat on Demon Hunter, but D Havoc already has so much stuff anyway. And Vengeance has tons of tools in their kit. Well, I don't know why they get that. And they gave us the raid buff. Like, bad, bad, whatever. Like, I got the impression they um, wanted to give Death Knight something because they added a spell steal originally, and then they changed it to a purge, and then they just removed it. And I was like, like yeah. I get the impression they think there's something missing, but they haven't gone through with it. Yeah. Alright, so you guys keep talking about Breath of Sundragosa, there's a separate topic for that after this one. But, Bicep, from your side of things now, how has the dev journey uh -huh. been for the Death Knight? What are your takes on this? 
I, I generally feel like I can't really remember how it was back then. It wasn't that long ago, but I'm like, I, I started Mr. Panaria, which was like, it was like, you know, it's like eight years ago. Era. Wait, uh, it was some time ago, yeah. I, I used to play where, you know, Obliterate dealt like 50% of your damage, <laughs> and the whole spec was all about spending your killing machine procs on Obliterate. And, you know, the, the baseline Frost at the moment is like very similar. You've got the same spells, everything works almost the same, except that killing machine cannot only be used on a blade right and that is kind of like a big deal because then you don't need to really care in your rotation the whole thing back then was that you know you have to be reactionary so there's a km proc you have to use it on blade right and you need to be ready for that and that kind of you know, kept it on your toes so now when that removed you know without breath you know the rotation kind of like sleeper mode because there's no complexity right and for me like i really like breath because that's where you add the complexity in the rotation it was the same thing when you had Dark Arbiter for Unholy and Antrus. Like, I love to look at a spell and be like, okay, how do I optimize this? And with Breath, there are quite a lot of things you can do to optimize it. Some people say, oh, you know, you spam Obliterate. That's not entirely true. And, mm. like, I like that. When it comes to the dev journey, as I said, I don't think a lot have changed. I'm quite unhappy to remove Mirror Ball, because that was amazing. Even though I didn't personally play Frost and Legion. I know that Mirrorball was amazing, and as playing as Unholy, I was always looking at Frosties and be like, "No, that's cheating." <laughs> I, I was reminded about something from what Bicep said about something I think they should remove. Um, maybe not remove, but rework Killing Machine. Why does that still exist? Like, it's just it's a it's like a non-proc. You know, it just happens. Mm. The only thing that makes it sort of, you know, you had the Frost Strike Obliterate choice before choice in quotations. Now it's um, you have if you have Frost Scythe. It becomes a you know you press this instead, but without it, it's just it's just there. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, you don't really need to react to it either. It's quite low RPM, so it's like you know it comes up. It's not like oh I need to obliterate now. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you, you know, leave it up for a couple of seconds. Mm. So kind of. you can lose out of procs, but yeah, you you guys have all brought up different little pieces in there, so. I want to go back. I have something in both this section and the next one where I would have gathered when I do all of my spec testing and certain specs get like this under the fingernails kind of feel where you're just like, is this really what they should have done? And Frost in particular during the beta for BFA from Legion to BFA, there was this time the devs were working on a different type of cooldown rotation for you guys. They had moved cooldowns. They had changed how Pillar would work and empower a root weapon and all this kind of stuff, right? They coagulated things differently, and they were basically trying to make you have one major cooldown, and then one as a talent you could add on, basically for, like, a single target additional, like, layering of burst, that kind of thing, right? To make you pop off in those moments. But that didn't happen because there was this crazy, ridiculous, I would say, rather minority outcry that Blizzard, like, knee-jerk reacted to because everyone was like, no, we need Pillar of Frost because strength and Cindergosa. And it was mostly for the Pad Thai dragon. But are, are do you like the weird, like, forced desynced cooldowns now where you basically just delay Pillar, I think, into your other, yeah. like, it, the why? Why? Um, I don't know. So, <laughs> in, I think it was on... It is a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> Because you always hold breath, so why, do, why yeah. don't you just put it at 215? I don't, I don't know. 
this is a weird thing. They have there's this weird thing they do. If they've done in in a BFA. They did it for unholy, for example, for unholy unholy uh, unholy frenzy is a 75 second cooldown, mm-hmm. and then apocalypse is a 90 second cooldown. You use them together most of the time anyway. So why <laughs> like to make it the same? I and, I don't get it. And then uh, pillar of frost is a 45 second cooldown. Everything else is two minutes. Like why? Yep. I don't get it. As for you were talking about the consolidated cooldown and the beta, I actually have mixed feelings on this. First of all, one cooldown would be fine, mm-hmm. but I would rather, honestly, I would rather have Pillar of Frost in its current version than what they gave us, which was Empowered Rune Weapon. Right. Because Empowered Rune Weapon is just, it's like one rune and five runic power every five seconds and some haste, which isn't very compelling, honestly. Yep. There's a, there's a reason why Vision of Perfection Major is absolutely horrendous for Frost DK, and it's because the power room reference is completely, you know, bad as a cooldown. Just mm-hmm. good because you got breath, and you kind of like, you know, it works well with breath from your breath. Like, oh yeah, yeah with uh, Blizzard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vision of Perfection is just such like, a huge deal. Yeah, <laughs> the funny thing about Vision of Perfection for Frost DK is it's just in power room weapon, thirty-five percent duration. It's like three runes and a fifty and seventeen runic power, I think. Which is barely better than Lucid Dreams Minor. Yeah. <laughs> like... there's, there's just weird things there because now correct me if I'm wrong, because I talked about this for a long time when I was testing, and again I go back to what I hearken to at all like the hours and hours I put into with like Calrel and Chad or Kitsuki popping by and like we're bouncing ideas of each other and we're making feedback and we're sending things into the devs, right? I've done this for three expansions in a row now, soon to be four. Pillar of Frost. The strength modifier for Frost Death Knight, does that impact like your damage and rotation more or less than just having runic power and runes to generate said runic power? Which actually impacts the class more? Because through all of my testing, it always felt that if you had more runes and runic power, the spec flowed. But if you just had a strength modifier, whoopee. Well, um, so the thing with strength modifiers for Frost is that it synergizes with our other cooldowns. You have Cold Heart, which takes about 45 seconds to stack, so it lines up perfectly with Pillar. Okay. And the strength modifier was also huge with Frostworm's Fury, not as much anymore since we have more runes and we don't run it anymore. But in Old Deer, the strength modifier on Frostworm's Fury, for example, was absolutely huge. Uh, so whenever you hit the Frostworm's Fury at the end of your pillar, when you were at peak strength, sure, uh, with like a uh, Fallen Crusader proc, there was an absolute massive amount of strength. And you don't get that kind of interaction just from having extra runes and extra runic power. Yeah, that was a... They changed, so they changed Pillar of Frost when they, you know, when they kind of backtracked a bit. They were like, so we don't want a flat strength modifier anymore. It's now, it now stacks with runes, um, which includes having Blast on Rhyme for what it's worth and um that i think really made it a much better cooldown right and that's and it synergizes with breath it synergizes with gathering storm with cold heart with frostworm you know that makes it much more interesting the problem with empire rune weapon is it's like either the spec needs those runes or it doesn't right haste is just kind of there you know the haste is just more actions because you know your, your jcd and your runes scale at the same pace so you don't really reduce downtime with haste so that's just kind of there. Um, so I don't think Empower Rune Weapon is very interesting. It works okay with Breath because it aligns and you're, you know, you're expelling more runes. So it's it's an, 
if you, for example, if you stop playing Brevis and Rigosa on live, Empower Rune Weapons are completely pointless cooldown. It yeah. doesn't sync up with anything. You don't need the runes, especially now that they've just buffed resources baseline. Yep. It, that feels horrible to press, honestly. It's, I don't think it should exist without breath. Yeah. Great. That's that's the weird part about this. So, but I'm, the whole like theory crafting stuff, I'm sure you guys have done tons of this. I'm sure when we get back around to the 9.0 beta, there'll be more discussion and hopefully we get the feedback in because that's the one thing that came up to me. And then I still remember like a year later as one of those sticking points from all this testing I've done across all the different specs is I just don't know why they did that. Because I thought when they had changed things before the outcry, they were going in the right direction of trying to like focus on that, that like the strength and building blocks of either like that snapshotty, bursty, you know, sort of teeter-totter that Frost was, was way more in the way, but then they totally backtracked it. So... It also, you know, it transfers to PvP as well, because, you oh, know, yeah. if you compare mm. Pillar to Empire Room Weapon and PvP, there's no competition. Pillar's just the best. Sure. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it has... It's just weird. It's just... We'll see. We'll see. It's the one that stuck with me. But yeah, so, Chewy, here, here's the point. You're bringing this up. <clears throat> you get to start this, this discussion. So... The breath build versus anything else, as you just basically said, that if you're not playing breath, then I guess what are you doing? <laughs> so, should breath cinder ghost said be removed, reworked, baseline? My thought here that I had was that the past three expansions of going through all this stuff, breath kind of just seems like it should just be like the rotational baseline AOE spender, whereas then frost strike should be the single target runic power spender, right? I don't know if that is something you guys have talked about before, but what if you built up your runic power and then like burped a rotational breath Sundragosa for some AOE damage, or if you don't need to do that, you just dumped on frost strikes. So where are you guys at with what you've figured out and how breath has keep evolving over time and the updates you had to it recently? Breath builds versus anything else. What do you have, Chewy? Well, I definitely don't think they should remove it. Um as for if it should be rotational like a you know an aoe frost we kind of already have one of those it's called glacial advance it's a, it's a talent but the problem with glacial advance obviously it's a bit you know it's like a straight line maybe they can tweak how oh, it works but... this talent is so garbage <laughs> yeah the thing is like i would rather have you know just rework that so it's not garbage i would rather have that as the aoe spender than breath mm. breath works you know breath had its problems but Ultimately, it's a talent that works, and they've kind of proven with the changes in 8.2 that you can make it work. You know, the problem that Breath had before was that it has a competing talent called Obliteration, where Obliteration vastly increases how many GCDs you press, basically, because it influxes you with runes, whereas Breath kind of sucks resources out of the spec. And those there's like a, a huge dichotomy between those two, two spells. But Breath now in 8.2 gives you two runes, so you only have to pull basically runic power. You don't have to pull runes, and then it spits two runes back at you when when it finishes. Which honestly was it sounds so simple and it's kind of not very elegant, but it, it basically improves the spec tremendously. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, as for reasons that breath shouldn't be removed, I mean it's it's like the I don't know. I mean. I Maybe other people can help me with this, but for me, it's just that's what Frosty is now. Right. Um, 
and like that's right the other question was should it be baseline um, okay no <laughs> like like see, obviously this is where i have to be objective because for me i would the current competing talents i don't think are very interesting especially ice cap um so if you had more compelling competition i think it would be an easier argument um that it shouldn't be baseline it shouldn't be baseline Right. Yeah, the reason it shouldn't be baseline is because, well, like, I mean, look at the forums. So many people don't like it. Right. And there's for and you know the spec didn't have it for years. So why should they be like excluded? Mm. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. Um, and when, you know, like we just said, it's, they've proven that it can work as a talent. So. It's just it's just, here, I think. Yeah. No. Bicep, please yeah, go, go they, for it. Jump in. So I think before 8.2, it was tricky. As she was said, you know, you had breath, which was a huge resource dump, and you had other ones which were like fine. And that's very tricky because either the spec, you know, if you increase resource of everything, breath becomes fine. So other two just way out of line. If you decrease these two, you know, breath is way too little. So it wasn't really balanced that way. But nowadays, when breath is kind of like you know plus minus zero when it comes to resources, I think there's a lot more to be done with other talents without absolutely wrecking the resource management because like you know just having breath it is not like before you will be fine with resources and then it will be much more playroom with the other ones like i feel like breath has a niche and it should be you know on demand aoe first okay i don't think that should be competing with something that is pure single target that does not make sense it's like you know picking it's kind of like for Unholy, when you've got Unholy Frenzy and you've got Gargoyle. Unholy Frenzy and Gargoyle are pretty similar to single targets. But Unholy Frenzy works in AoE. So why should you ever pick Gargoyle? Like, there's no reason at all. Same can kind of happen with Breath, since Breath is also best on pure single target. It just gets always picked, because it's better in every single situation. I would like to see some final talents, which are situational, situationally better. You know, you got something which, you know, for a boss that is pure single target, that is the go-to one. Right. You got a boss where you got a couple ads, you know, you pick breath because that's amazing when you got a couple of cleaves. You got another boss which is just AOE or, you know, you got a cancer fight, then you can have a first talent for that. I like it when you get situational choice in the talents that makes you, you know, pick and choose depending on situation. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think breath should be baseline, because I wanted that as a choice for the, I... you know, first the AOE cd yeah have it hyper you have your, your brain's bubbling over what do you got yeah yeah i mean so my take on it is that blizzard really needs to pick a direction for frost dk and just stick with it uh we've seen this like over the past where they didn't know if they wanted to make breath just like the whole spec revolve around breath or if they wanted to have like different options um and with this most recent patch where they changed the way breath works a little bit I feel like they're moving in the direction where they want the spec to revolve around breath. Yeah. Um, so breath should not be removed. Like there's no way. Uh, should it be made baseline, not in its current form. In its current form, I think it'd be a little too strong because you essentially would just get another tier 100 talent that they would that they would introduce. Uh, but if they were to change breath a little bit, um, make it either something like Bone Storm, where it just consumes a flat amount of runic power or a toggle ability or something along those lines, then they can make it baseline. But that, again, just brings a whole other set of problems with it. 
I think um, it would be interesting if they take took Breath and then the tier hundred talent was three different versions of Breath. Yeah, mm. there, there would current be version, you got the Bonestone version, you got a trip version. See, this is uh, this is where I start to get scared. Like you were talking <laughs> about uh, you're talking about as like an AoE RP spender, which I think should exist and does exist, but the current version I don't think is very good for a few reasons, but like we can talk um yeah. And this is Breath. again with, with a world where glacial advance is not a thing. Like sure, right yeah, now yeah. It's yeah. it's never been a thing. It's they need to rework that yeah. if they want glacial advance to be a thing. Right yes. now we don't have an RP spender that's baseline. Yeah, right. That's a problem that's facing on all as well. But for Breath, like I, the idea of it becoming like Bone Storm, I'm like, please. like Bone Storm, I don't think is very cool. Like it's just it's just an RP dump. You know, it's you press it and it's gone. Yeah. The whole point of Breath and what makes Breath fun is that it's a it's an ongoing thing. You know, it's like your it's like a void form for Shadow Priest. It's like that is. It's like you're. It's a. Re, it's like a reactionary cooldown. It's like how long can I make this go? Yeah. Well, that's... one thing I would. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say. I was how, gonna how... say one thing I would would say is uh, yeah. the, the version that we had in Nightold, which was incredibly fun, but wait, it was way too long. You know, you had like two minute breaths. That's <laughs> not sustainable in a raid fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, was... How long does breath last now? It's around thirty seconds, I would say. You know, it depends on your race and some t uh, essences and stuff. But it's you know twenty forty. I would say it's the range that it can get. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, it can get longer. Night, Nighthold yeah. breath was way too long. Whenever you got one yeah. mechanic on you that you couldn't cheese in some way, and you had to move out of melee, your damage was just shot. Mm. Um, old deer breath was, I think, a little too short. There was not too much room for optimization. Uh, right now, breath is kind of in the in the sweet spot. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what about the last thing I had on this one here is all this talk about Breath of Sundragosa and the Frost Death Knight situation and what it excels at for the pure DPS specs that are out there. Obviously, Mage, Hunter, Rogue, and Warlock. All they have is three DPS specs. That's all they do. And they there's always going to be a hierarchy where one is always like, eh, and the other two are going to be way better normally. I think I was being told that the the warlock buff coming for destruction brings all three a lot closer together because the the buff to five percent again going back to what we said at the beginning of the show five percent to some is not the same as five percent to others the five percent to destruction is actually a bit more than that due to how that just how destruction scales so it's bringing those in more in line may just started out this expansion all really close together now fire and frost are just flying way ahead of arcane but our holy and frost when do you choose which one to use? Do you just always sort of pick which one is just better numerically? Is there a a realm of what encounters you would pick and choose for? Is it just based on what you have available for your Azerite? Or do you just pick one that you just enjoy more and you play better than the other? I don't know if either of you have a situation where you're going back and forth. I know, Hyper, you said you're kind of bouncing between or you're playing yeah. Unholy right now. But what are your thoughts on that? Um... Right now, since both specs are basically... Well, it kind of depends on how far you are into Mythic at this point. Okay. Uh, my take on it really is that for the first few bosses, if you have better Unholy gear, you should play Unholy. For the later bosses, even if your Unholy gear is a little bit better, you're probably better off playing Frost. Um, the only exception to this would be the Fish boss, where it really caters to two-minute cooldowns, so there, Frost is better in general. But since the two specs are so close to each other on single target, at this point, I'm 
pretty sure it just comes down to what are you better spec for or what are you better uh, geared for. Like for me, my unholy sims a lot better than my frost gear. Um, and th that's just the way it is. Okay. Bicep, do you have anything you want to, because I'm going to you after this for breaking down the frost death knight and how to min max it right now. But do you, do you choose where you play frost or where you play unholy? Or you just pick one and just stay with it? Like, do you just stay as a Frost DK the whole expansion? Or your, your armory was unholy when I uh, booted it up today, yeah. so I didn't know you are bouncing back and forth too, yeah? I, I kind of, I played a lot of Frost in uh, all day, and then I kind of switched to unholy. I tend to not switch a lot back and forth. I tend to play what I enjoy, and currently I enjoy playing unholy. Like, specifically for Mythic Plus. Like, I absolutely adore unholy Mythic Plus. Which is why I just play Unholy generally. So I'm not that, you know, so you, picking you, back and forth. You like multi-target quadratic scaling AOE, I see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we, you know, we could talk loads about Unholy, but that's for another time. But I, 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 I generally love that playstyle. But for viability, I think they are, you know, they are close together. And I think for the absolute majority of people, you know, they are close enough together that there's not really a choice based on you know performance in that way and more about what you enjoy to play right yeah i'm one of those guys that you know i played on holy and nighthold you know that says something i play what i like yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I, I genuinely that, think that it, you know both specs are fine and they are really close together and that's great because i i like when people can make their personal choice and be like you know i enjoy this better i don't feel forced switching to the other one mm. for me not... it's yeah, Chewy, yeah. I was going to say, for me, it's um, it depends on fight design, for sure. Like, for example, if you think back to Crucible, which is two Bosch raid, I played Frost on Cabal and then Unholy on Una. Yep. Um, the reason for that was, well, Frost, because you had this, uh, which we talked about earlier with Runic Barrier, that's one small thing, but it was like two targets the entire time and then three occasionally. For Breath, that's just insane. Unholy can do well in that kind of fight, but I think Frost just edged it out. Um, then for Unat, you had Unholy has 10 second AMS talent, and you have beams across the room, and you just completely immune them, and you've you got 10 seconds, like, and it aligns until the last phase. You can't, like, Frost can't compete with that, really, for from a utility point of view. Um, and then you have, like, he was, uh, Hyperion was in for, like, the raid currently. I would agree with him that Unholy is probably better for the early bosses, which are mostly single. Um, with your gear, it depends on your gear, really. But then you get to later bosses like Zuko and Unholy where Breath Cleave really shines. Like on Ajara, there's multiple points in the fight where you're facing two targets and Breath is just really strong for that sort of situation. Okay. I would I would caution people, <laughs> this is a funny thing that always comes up a lot recently. I would caution people against looking at the stacked sim for SimCraft and being like, oh, Death Knight is trash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You, think, you think back to old Deer. Like, I think Frost Death Knight was the lowest simming spec in that tier. And, like, I mean, we all know how that ended up. Fight design. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's that's tough. The, the, the stack sims sometimes send the right information and other times get misconstrued rather heavily. So you have to be careful about that. And that's why I even bringing up the Warcraft log stack earlier today, and I got to caveat the whole, like, don't look at 99th, don't look at max, because those people are just, like, cheesy loyal to the end right now. You can't look at that. You can look at fight to fight, don't look at the aggregate. It's all these little things you can take into account, because people are always all like, 
survival hunter is so good. No one's running survival hunter, but if you're playing survival, you're probably really good at it and you're popping off with survival specifically. And that's why there's so few parts of what they're doing so well. So you gotta, you gotta like, you know, you gotta mold, mold it and you gotta think about it a little that way. But <clears throat> bicep patch 8.2, they're currently sitting in. Yeah. I've got your major minor combinations with the froth death knight in the regards of like raids and PVE oriented stuff right here. So mm -hmm. what has changed for the combinations? And do you want to like walk through, like, is there a pretty set hierarchy for how you're adding that extra layer of customization? We're about to get to 65 soon. At least people are going to start hitting 65 within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So what are you guys seeing as the go-to, like how to build Frost now? So generally it's condensed life force major, lucid minor, and then it's going to be crucible minor as the second one. Like Lucid Minor is just amazing for Frosty Case because we got quite a lot of downtime. It helps with our breaths and it just you gain value from every single room you get back from it, which is why it just if you look at like Simpson or the Minor, it's just amazing. And Condensed Life Force is just such a good call out. It's such a pity that it doesn't align with anything. And yeah. I think we have to, <laughs> we have minutes, to look at yeah. some Sims there because, like, you know, sometimes it's going to be worth to. Uh, hold breath to use weak on side force another way around. They don't benefit that much from each other, but it's just annoying that it, they don't align well because it's the best single target choice. And then Crucible Minus is good for single target. And then some people, you know, you can pick Mean Beam if you want to pattern ads. Yeah. And that happens on some bosses. You do have if you want to do uh, some bosses, you want to have uh, shorter cooldowns like Mythic Ashara. I know that you run Blood of the Enemy. Makes you able to, you get two breaths in the final phase, you use Blood of Venom, both of them. That's more powerful than using one condensed life force. Mm. And for Mythic Plus, I feel like that's still not really decided yet if it's the Mean Beam or it's Blood of the Enemy, but those two are competing against each other. I think they're going to be pretty close, but I'm not sure which one wins out. Mythic Plus generally is really difficult because, like, you know, it's Feelercraft a lot. Right. You can't really quantify it always. Because you look, you've got loads of different situations. You've got loads of different factors. You got this one is better. You know, it scales linearly. This one scales for your damage. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about movie plus, but Clans Life or Major, Losing Minor, Crucible Minor. That's great. They're all listed here as well in the the Wowhead Guide too. You can kind of go through and double check which ones are good or not. It's going to be weird. Uh, are all the, I think all the Wowhead guys, are you guys going to update for the new miner coming in here in the next couple of weeks too, to sort of give people an idea? Because that's the wonder I have, is you just like stack your next best, or will we see... I got certain... at the bottom, you can look at the best ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I was wondering about. Like, what are we going to add when we have that third miner? And then, I don't know, are we going to get another miner slot? In, in 8.3 or something? Like, how's this game going to keep oh, yeah. going? We'll have to address that, of course, in the future. Yeah. I don't know. Frost don't know. already has, like, the important ones in the first two slots. Your third one is going to be some passive damage, whatever yeah. is best okay. in some passive way. Just because of, like, Lucid Dream, I feel like was probably one of the best things to happen to Frost outside of, obviously, the Breath of Syndragosa change. Yeah. Uh, because it really addressed the issue of, well... I'm just spending 30% of my time AFKing between Breath of Syndragosas. 
or actually between Breath of Cinderella, this is more like 50% of your time AFK. So you just get this influx of resources um, that just makes the spec feel a lot nicer. Yeah, you can look at the APM. We used to be at 35 and 8.1.5. Mm-hmm. We're now at 49. It's a bit of a and jump. That's like pretty significant. I think we're above yeah. all, or nearly. It's like, it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it for the main first chunk here. Do you guys have anything you wanted to add about essences or, or tag on? I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to, yeah. to bring up. Do you guys yeah. have any info about the essences? Or yeah. Mythic Plus, I think. It, yeah, it's hard to say, you know, Beam and Blood of Anime are both good, yeah. like, objectively, but I think it depends on, like, runs, like, your specific keys and stuff like that. Conflict um, and Strife is also a competitor. Yeah, I mean, that's really good for, like, two target. Yeah. Um, you were talking about right, Death Knight Essences, I would say the two ones that I don't like are Vision of, well, one, Vision of Perfection for Blood and Frost are just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, I think I can understand with Frost because for Frost, you they're they're in like a situation where they don't have a good option. It's Empire Room Weapon right now. The alternative is Pillar of Frost, which you can't do because Ice Cap exists, and you get into like it's just kind of hard to explain. But there's if you reduce the Pillar of Frost cooldown even more, it's just gonna become an overlapping nightmare of like strength buffs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's completely insane. So there's a reason they didn't do that. The current version is just not very fun. It's just random runes you don't need. Yeah. Random breaths? Question mark. Random yeah. Just... Random breath. randomly drain your runic power. Yes. Rotation. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Woo! Oh, I proc breath at twenty runic power. So unlucky. It, so it's like blah, and it just ends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty. I mean, it's it's weird which which specs value, and that's the good part about how they designed these. There's obviously a hierarchy. Condensed Life Force definitely flew up there, but it's the raid essence, and tier 3 of it is really strong. So not everyone runs Condensed Life Force, but it's good that it is strong, though, because if the raid essence came out, and we got to tier 3, and we figured all that stuff out, and saw that it was actually pretty poo-poo, then there would be hell to pay. There would be just the forums would be a complete mess. They already are, but... Condense is actually really frustrating for Frost because it's a three-minute cooldown. Our cooldowns right, are right. two minutes, except they're two minutes only in... They're not actually two minutes. They're essentially two minutes and 15 mm-hmm. because you hold, you know, you hold breath and empower room weapon for the next pillar, which is 15 seconds after they come off cooldown. So weird. And so depending on the fight, you either hold pillar for breath or you hold breath for pillar. <laughs> and then you have this added factor where you have condensed, which is a, it's like it's a complete mess. <sighs> We can get on about, you know, on users, this patch. Ridiculously annoying. Hate mm-hmm. it. You don't like double unused meta? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, both Death Knight specs have been playing double unused trinkets for the entire expansion, pretty much. Yeah, yeah for it, at least the second one's not Grongs anymore. Yeah. Oh, no. But all right, it's then, an if absolute have... pain. No. Yeah. yeah. But if you guys have... No, you're good. If you guys have questions for our guests today, then that is when you can do it right here after the break. But I'm going to jibber-jab about a few different things here and let the guests step away if they need to get a drink or walk around for a moment, take a bio break. But yeah, don't talk about a basic quadratic formula in chat based on what we were talking about earlier. So if you have questions for the guests, then now will be the time to start dropping those in chat and we will wiggle those in. I got some canned FAQ questions that we'll go over here. But again, I had to do a huge shout out to those who are supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between making this happen, 
seeing the the slow evolution of the art and the graphics and moving things forward here again the the big intro is a huge undertaking and we will be working on that more but thank you to those that are supporting what i do here directly and getting that extra bts stuff you can follow along with the show notes you get the new launched apparel every few months when we do launch a new one because you've already purchased it essentially and then of course you get extra podcasts so if you want more of the show then you can just get hooked that into your is an RSS feed on Patreon now, so you can just hook the audio only version of the show from there, as well as the audio only version of the show that goes on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play Music, and you can take that with you wherever you go if you want more of this conversation, if this is what you enjoy. But on top of that, at the top of the show and on last week's show, which was the Method World First interview, so if you haven't if you haven't watched that yet, that's on YouTube, of course, and wherever else. We unveiled the next little final boss, finally, after a little bit of a hiatus because we were busy for a long time, and Fabelina is all over the place with making her own book and her comic and things, but we have another addition to the whole line of apparel there. We do have the Little Queen shirt that just came out. Of course, fully customizable with different colors and styles and cuts of shirts and things. But then if you want to look at any of the other ones she's done, you got the Arthas, and you got the Illidan, Ragnaros, and Anduin, and Little Pupper Greymay, and the Azerite Day shirt, and Jaina, and Kindy, and Sylvanas, and the Eridar twins. But really, it's all about it's all about this one right here. It's definitely all about the 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 little Queen Jara. She's she's adorable. It's stupid. Her design is great, and I'm happy to have another design with her. Because it's been a little while. So if you want to support the show in a physical sense, then that is one way you can do so. But in a different sense, if you're looking at things for your bits and bobs and pieces and parts for your computers or your peripherals in that regard, if you haven't heard yet after a long time of doing this and being very, very picky, I am super excited to be able to be part of the Corsair team. So I am partnered and sponsored by Corsair. Total hashtag shill mode due to the fact that I really like Corsair stuff and I've liked them before I even partnered with Corsair. But if you're looking for essentially anything, I'm doing a huge computer build still that I've been talking about for a handful of months, moving my room, getting to a new part of my house for like a different studio take. And the next PC I'm building is so much Corsair stuff, it's ridiculous. But if you're looking for anything in that regard for your next build, if you use the link down below on Twitch or, of course, on YouTube, you will directly support what I do here, as well as all the Elgato peripherals on that same... They don't only have the stream deck and green screens, okay? I know there's a lot of stuff on there that's very proprietary and looks very proprietary for broadcasters, but stream decks are also programmable for designers and web devs because you can, ha you can just, like, code and macro board all this stuff and I've heard like graphic designers using this for all the different crazy hotkeys in Photoshop or After Effects you can put all those on your stream deck and you can control everything from there but they have a whole lot more stuff there as well links are down below for both Corsair and Elgato stuff I do not know how it works with Origin because Corsair just partnered up with Origin as well I'll have to wait and get more information about that but those are ways to support what I do here and keep the show rolling forward and a sort of a mid-show update. We have another spec show next Sunday. Not sure that it is totally yet. It might be the Retribution Paladin. I'm unsure because some guests are going to be busy with MDI and working on that. That's what the weird place we're in right now with the MDI being uh, running. But after that, though, I will be gone on another trip, which I cannot talk about just yet. I will be able to talk about soon. 
It may or may not be about what uh, what Mike is also being uh, flown across to somewhere for, but more information on that. So the spec shows will be on some of what a hiatus of a couple of weeks. I do believe I have on here that uh, after the 18th, which is next Sunday, there'll be a break again, and then they should return on September the 8th. And if you were curious about the whole like classic potential, I am possibly going to do a classic show about like the world first Ragnaros or Onyxia, maybe if I can get guests from those raid groups that do get that just to talk about how classic is it and then each cycle or each phase i'm potentially going to do another one like when we have the blackwing lair phase for nefarian do like a world first show for that the same way i do with uh, with bfa right or 9.0 wherever we go but that's just keep you in the loop and that'll be fun because it'll be like a lot more low-key show in that regard based on the coverage for classic versus coverage for the race to world first but we'll see but so you know that's what's happening in the future but guests are back. Bicep be good. Chewy. Yeah, yeah I'm back. Hyperion. Ready to take some questions? Yeah, some yeah. rapid fire stuff. Totally. Bring back yeah, the yeah. rant bus. So the first thing I have up here that I've asked every show is I have to harken back to Legion. Which artifact appearance is your favorite? Hyperion, what do you what do you choose for your frosty swords? Um, I don't actually use the artifact appearances. I like I like swords that sheath on the back, and there's a very limited option. I wish they made more it's of those. But <sighs> yeah, for frost, I don't use artifact appearances. I can hear the YouTube comments now. <laughs> well, Chewy, do you use the artifact appearance? In your, in your pictures, you're not. You're using like that. What is that sword from? Like Burning Crusade or something? What is that <laughs> yeah, sword? That's the one that I prefer. It's the Phantom Blade, I think. I can't remember where it's from. The and heck? You just, then you use it with the, what is it, the Christmas or the Winter Enchant. Mm. Looks super cool. Um, for artifact, I think my favorite one's probably the hidden one. I can't remember what it's called. Where they're like these obnoxiously giant swords. Uh, Blades of the Fallen Prince. I'm at yeah. the Transmog dude right now because I couldn't remember any of their names uh, either. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna bring them up right now. <laughs> I think it's the yeah the hidden ones. I can't yeah. They look pretty cool and they match the Transmog I'm using. Wait, it doesn't even say here. Okay, never mind. It's hard to dig back up this huge old post. Let me see if I can because there's a ton, obviously. Oh, here we go. We got there. You said the hidden one. Yeah. Which one was the? Is that the? It's probably the fourth time. It's the huge one. It has the little skull in the center, like oh, floating. Yeah. It looks kind of like Dashbringer a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The dark rune blade. This guy right here. Oh, that was cool. Those things are insane. They're yeah. like two hundred. <laughs> well, that's the thing that, that I saw in chat is that the base forms are just like kind of too tiny. Yeah. They're like needles. <laughs> it looks so weird. Yeah, but this is uh, this is a big boy sword right here. Yeah. Those colors look wrong, but it's like there's like a blue color. Oh, yeah. I use the uh dark room light blue version. Oh, this one right here that I landed on then, the, the blue and green kind of a thing. I would say it's a still image, so it's I think it's just blue in game, but it yeah. is simple. Yeah. yeah, it's just blue. Yeah, oh. that one. Yeah, so it looks kind of green in the uh, the capture. Yeah, I think those. I think it's just using the default um, graph. Yeah, 
I like the Class Order Hall campaign one. That one's in uh, Hyperion's key art on his YouTube channel. I saw the frog. Yeah, those one looks like yeah, kind of like a popsicle or something. Well, no, it literally is. It's the base sword, the little needle inside, but that's like all frozen over. Goes really well with that. My favorite transmog is probably the tier nineteen from Nighthold. Like Uh, the bony stuff. That's the one with the. It's like the Lich King. It's like gold. Yeah, it's classic the, DK transform. It's the same sword. It's just frozen. Yeah. But, okay. But what? So what? What? What sword are you using right now, Ben Hyperion? When you do frost, what are you using? Um, stuff. <laughs> right now, I'm using the the elite PVP transmog with the. Uh, let me check what this sword's actually called. You have it all right now. With the notorious yeah. gladiator slicer. So I'm just whatever's newest, you know. Ah. Oh. Just flexing with that. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, this? Is one that came up going into 9.0. There was this thought that Blizzard was going to rename some of the specs because you have Frost Mage and like Holy Paladin, Holy Priest, and then again Frost Mage, Frost DK. Do you think that like the the precursor adjective should never like be the same? For some of these specs, like, should they all have their own name, right? Do you guys have any ideas what, or what you brainstormed about what, like, Frost Death Knight, like, could be recalled if it wasn't just the element and Death Knight? Yeah. You know, I honestly think that if they would change something, they would just rename Frost Mage, right? Oh. You think so? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I, hmm. I don't think there's a word that better encompasses the, cl- uh, the spec, um, to be honest. Like, yeah. or, <laughs> I don't really know what else you would put. To be honest. No, they they just all need to be memes. It just needs to be I mean, Pad Dragon DK. Yeah. Mini Lich Queen. King. Sorry. <laughs> well, what people say Game of Thrones reference. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah. the dragon. I didn't know if that one was one. But the minute all they changed was Outlaw from Combat. That's all they did. They changed the rogue spec. That's it. I guess Guardian as well. Well, well it's just Fairly good, just an additional one, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> I'm not sure about that one. And uh, do you, are you guys, I know Bicep doesn't want to talk about this, but I know it has to be at least mentioned. We'll put it in the FAQ down <laughs> here, of course. Uh, it always comes up. I actually think. Are you gonna. <laughs> I thought Bicep was gonna walk away. Um, <laughs> Arthas yeah. uses a rune weapon that is a giant. Two-hander in Frostmorn, so why mm-hmm. the f- fluffer nutter is Frost DK a dual wield class? Because Arthas is the pinnacle of Death Knight. He just masters all three, you know. Hmm. I think yeah, that's true. But I think I mean I have zero opinion on this. Like I don't care either way. I think if in, in that regard, I think it should just be a thing, like a cosmetic thing, because oh. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't think it should be you should have this dual thing again because it's just a balancing nightmare. Like, plus the thing I always talk about is they always talk like people who want some people who want two-handed frost talk about the playstyle. I think the current playstyle is more like two-handed frost than dual wield frost was, which is I find I find interesting. But honestly, if I just make it a cosmetic thing, like if you want yeah. to, like, I don't have a problem with. I think one of the core issues is about boils down to is that your abilities don't feel like they matter. Uh, if you do, look at the damage breakdown, there's too much stuff that doesn't deal enough damage. This is like 
specifically bad for Unholy, but also Frosty in some regards, that when your abilities don't hit for much, it doesn't feel impactful in your rotation. Yeah. And I think like that's the core issue. You can you can pop up the uh, uh, cosmetic ones, but people are still going to be annoyed that Blitray doesn't deal enough damage. And it, yeah. I think it would actually be a good thing if your core abilities did more of the damage. Frost is like better, but Unholy specifically is like really bad. Yeah, the breakdown is like breath, frost fever, remorseless winter, auto attacks, yeah. and then obliterate. Yeah, exactly. That's that only in recount though, because it don't, it counts main hand and then offhand. So commander sure. suit a bit higher, but generally, yeah, it is low, and I think it is too low for being one of your main abilities. That was one of the things they changed to get in BFA was that they they brought up white damage for all yeah. melee because that like, was really bad. Like, right-clicking on the boss is, like, half of your damage yeah. now. Like, what? Right behind the GCD change, that was the worst change they made, I think. Actually, uh, the, the white damage change actually had a really weird effect on Death Knight. Because, well, for Unholy, obviously, you have so many pets. It's like, your damage is just completely unpet. Um, But for Frost and Unholy... Yeah. Right, one of the weaknesses of the class is mobility. That's, like, you know, yeah. that's just a thing. And if you have this thing where your white damage is so much of your damage, it's just, an, like, it makes that even worse. It does. And th there's a big improvement they made to Death Knight in this expansion, which I really love, was uh, Death's Advance, which is like knockback community, which one knockback community not tied to Pillar Frost, which is like really cool and like would have been amazing on Kill Jaden, for example. Oh, yes. But we still have the problem of we can't get, we can't re engage targets very easily. And when your melee damage is such a high portion of your damage, that's really annoying. Mm. You mean it's annoying when a monk tank double rolls away then taunts oh the boss? Oh my god, speed taunt is the most annoying thing in the game. <laughs> uh, you have to be so preemptive, like you have to be halfway between where yeah. the boss might end up, like all the time. Yeah. That thing just nerfed melee. That's what happened. Yeah. You know, melee just got worse because since you have to be stopped, like before, if you were away from the boss, you would still regenerate resources. That's fine for like DKs. I know it's not good for the classes. But for DKs, you know, you're away from the boss, you will gain some runes, and you're still generating resources. Mm -hmm. But now you lose a lot of damage as well. Yeah. We also, we also have diseases just... that still tick, but the problem is we're not tuned as if we're out of melee. <laughs> you know. Yeah. If you look so at it's... tuning, we're tuned bottom still, even if you were stuck to boss with glue. You know? I don't like that change. Mate. Yeah. It's funny you bring up how your abilities uh, don't feel like they're very impactful because the next FAQ question I have is do you think Obliterate should have a Frost and or Mastery Scaling component? No. No? Uh oh. I, you know, I don't really mind either way, honestly. But I think there's a cool way you can implement that and that's to put it on Obliteration. Yeah. Because ah. we, have, we have this problem in our final role. Well, not a problem, but we have this thing in our final role where obviously Breath is Frost. So that scales with your master. It scales with everything, basically. Yep. And you have obliteration, which is obviously it's physical damage obliterate, but also so there's no there's no mastery scaling in that talent. And also you have this problem where apart from maybe extra rhyme during the CD, but like um like I don't know that that like it would be such a big improvement to that talent and yeah. improve mastery across the board. Yeah, obliteration is also huge. bad because you can't tune it. Is like on or off. You can't be like, hey, we're gonna make obliteration five percent better. How do you do that? 
It also yeah. dampens crit as well. Like obviously yeah. that has no interaction with mastery, but sure. if you're getting forced killing machine procs, your crits like you know. Well, I think it's a good idea to be like you know, during obliteration, your obliterate either benefit from mastery or benefit from mastery to a specific degree. Because like was... it would be nice to have a tuning knob so they could actually tune the final talent row without having you know you'd see those changes you know the nerf of, of breath and then you buff frost strike. That's basically being like, okay, we're gonna buff obliteration and ice cap, but it's just it's so annoying that you have to do it that way. It would be much better if you you, you could just be like, okay, buff obliteration by five percent. Yeah, because yeah. they can't do well, that. Do you now. think if they made it half physical, half mastery, or half frost? I mean, I don't really mind. My problem with it is that, you know, I don't mind what they do with it. Honestly, that's but like unholy then. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Scourge strike. But yeah. the thing is, like, it's sort of. I feel like it's sort of like a red herring. Like, you know. Making obliterate full master isn't or full mastery scaling isn't going to suddenly fix the spec. For example, like if you take away benthic gear and essences, master is our strongest stat already. So if you make a uh, blur scale of master, it's only going to make our stats even more, you know, tilted. Yeah, it's just that, well, it's always been that one thing that you see that obliterate is sort of one of the core, like core baseline. Because the killing machine procs, you get a killing machine, but obliterate always creates big numbers. But then that number is awkwardly balanced because it's always going to do 25 to 35% less damage than your tooltips say because of PvE armor values. So your main ability awkwardly is not one of your strongest abilities, even though you're supposed to feel like really empowered by it. That thing was is also like obliterate leads to rhyme, which is frost. You can't sure. get rhyme without obliterate. So right. that's kind of like a secondary you know, wave their skills of mastery in a sense. Sure, the other thing sure, is, sure. honestly, every expansion, they add obliterate master scaling anyway. So, I mean, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. You know, the trinket in HFC or whatever, and then Thronebreaker as the artifact trait in a legion. I mean, how, how much damage does your rhyme proct Howling Blast even do, though, in the overall? Um, well, on its own, it, it, I don't think it's that much, but it's obviously it leads to everything else. It leads to Rune Card. Yeah, it leads to your Frost Fever, man. Your second highest damage just happens. That's kind of like what... That's a weird part about you talk about that, because it's kind of very passive, right? But Fury Warrior, and what I said the Warcraft logs earlier, why Fury Warrior has suddenly flown way up is the the change and essences involved, and we'll talk about Fury Warrior down the road when we get to their show, but the Bloodthirst Gushing Wound synergy now puts that as such a higher priority, that dot, which you interact with, right? You roll that dot almost like your own, like, personal melee ignite. That dot is super important now. But Frost Fever just kind of, like, always exists, and it's a dot that you just, that you cast it, and you put it on the target, but it's always there. That's yeah, the difference in two fun. abilities, you yeah. You never think about it. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, I think they nailed diseases when they had stuff like Necrotic Plague in the past. That's like the, mm. you know, that's like the Death Knight disease. Um, you can extend them. Yeah, and like yeah. stack it and stuff. But obviously that was an holy thing mainly. I think the problem with uh, Death Knight for me is like, especially on unholy, is if you pick certain traits, your passive damage makes up about 70% of your damage. Right. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't like it. You have, it's funny when Bicep was talking about how a lot of their damage doesn't feel like, a lot of their passive stuff is where you get a lot of your damage sources, right? And that doesn't feel impactful for the actual, like, the main buttons you hit. That rings true. You're talking to an enhancement main since Burning Crusade, where you had the problem of damage sources for a long, long, long time. 
where it's I don't think it's as egregious now as it used to be, but when we used to have like 30 plus damage sources, they all kind of do like trickle little bits of damage. Yeah, so like yeah. our main stuff is like 7% of our kit. And we're like, it's my main button. And it contributes yeah. less than 10% of my damage. Like, what? It just feels we're weird. To that stage as well. Yeah, it feels a little yeah. weird. It feels a little weird. It is like it, it is quite crucial for the feel for the spec that you like what you do you feel is impactful. Right. Which is one of the reasons I love an old mythic plus, because like what you do there truly is impactful. You know, the setup and all that. You set it up. Then when you release all the wounds, you know, you feel that. And that's in a sense it's nice. Oh, can you know? put can you put that sorry, I have to check Discord on my phone that you guys put. Can you put that link in yeah, uh, put that in. Second. Put that in chat. That that's your damage breakdown. Damage break I want to see that and bring that up full screen because that's hilarious. That is so enhancement shaman. It actually hurts me. Oh, look you at this. Look at unholy man. It's absolutely. It's even and more. And then you add on all the benthic items too. Yeah. Yeah. This is the tier twenty four profile. So that's uh, the. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can. Uh, I got to help you somewhere. Oh. This is. So you're, 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 I mean, Breath of Sundragosa is obviously what you play around with being 13% of your damage. Oh, look at this. But, I mean, if you add Obliterate together, that's still, so that's that. Obliterate that's ties Sundragosa, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Okay, you need to bring up Unholy because that's actually ridiculous. With other talents, obviously, it's a, Obliterate's a much higher portion of if you if you add them unholy. together, obviously. And also, since we get more cam procs now, then oh my god, yeah, I don't, what are even these pie slices? <laughs> that doesn't even say what they are. You know, guess how good look at that screenshot. Guess how good master is for uh, unholy singles. Uh, is it very bad? bad. Very bad. <laughs> like what? to stop the scale of master, there it's like what is very this? little. I think it's one of the worst specs. You know, what one worst scaling specs for master is unholy. This is a this is a quarter. Of your damage being done, and all these little slivers, I don't even know what the hell they are. <laughs> no one knows what they are, they just exist. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You have almost, you have a, you have I guess a little less than a quarter in Frost. Apocalypse, Claw, Got Ripper, Margus, Frost Damage, you know, Storm of Eternal, Tidal Droplet, Soul Reaper, Claw, Asteroid Spike, Razor Coral, <laughs> yeah. Fury. It's like. <laughs> It's a little too know. much, a little too much. Yeah. That's actually funny because going back to Legion to BFA transition again, and a lot of this comes back because this this spec alone and like the Death Knight, Unholy, and, and Frost have this effect when I was doing all the testing again. I had YouTube comments be like, how many times Bega talk about his beta testing? A lot, okay? It's how I know what the hell I'm talking about with these specs. But um, is I was saying before that like the pruning or like the the removing of artifacts and legendaries and things as I thought originally is that Blizzard was kind of scaling back all the nonsense that was happening in the game but um nope nah nope <laughs> so much that just <laughs> exists <laughs> for DPS right now I think a lot of casters don't see this I think it's definitely more of a melee problem cuz yeah like if you look at a fire mage damage breakdown, how much damage is just like is just ignite and pyroblast, like a huge chunk. Most, most of your damages. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or like UA and corruption and agony for for uh, affliction warlocks. Right. Like a chunk of your damage is going to be your your main buttons you hit. But melee have so many freaking 
things just exist for us. I know. And do you add stuff as well? Like, I know there's lots of like trinkets and essences. Like, there's sure, situations sure. where you got three channel unused items. And you're like, where do I put time or rotation? Yeah. You know, you yeah, could have yeah. like the, the focus scenarios, you can have the uh, the cyclotronic trinket, and then like you got Razor Coral on top of that, and you just so much other stuff that just gets mixed in there. Yeah, and Razor Coral is like it's like a double on your trinket, you know, both juices <laughs> like incur the trinket. Yeah. Which is you know, it's like super... have been insane this batch. Like yeah. I'm just running out of keybinds. Well so at least all <laughs> the unused things. <laughs> It came from the uh, the Shambros Council, where a bunch of the guys at Theorycraft, a bunch of the uh, a few of the handful of specs, and mostly Shaman, the the like with Purge and Word Up and Rusa and I in a different Discord. Uh, it's almost like a meme that the trinkets now in the raid are good. We're like raid trinkets are good. Yeah, <laughs> for the first time in a while. And it's funny how this one is... That's true, actually, yeah. Yeah, like their ink pod and the font of power and razor coral and the the, the, the first two off the first two, like Blackwater Behemoth and Savara for casters, like the Levi Leviathan's Lure. These are all like the, the Blizzard finally made yeah. just raid trinkets good. So we're not just yeah. farming our faces off hoping for Titanforge crap Mythic Plus. They're pretty high maintenance for Frost as well, like font. We use font and uh, ash veins, which is like, it's really high maintenance. You know, Ooh, you use font yeah. pre pull and then you use ash veins on your next breath, but you yeah. use font before that and they overlap. Yeah. It's like, you, so here's you a, overlap them during the pull. And like, <laughs> well, you gotta stand still, and like, yeah, but here's a fun you question. Your font pull timer gets extended. Oh no, we have, <laughs> or you have, you have your resto druid who's gonna cat me on the pull that has to pre prep and takes 13 seconds to actually do all their pre prep stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm ramping! And then, oh wait, pause the pull timer, pause the pull timer. I'll be waiting two minutes. But, uh, yeah. here's a fun question. Is there any chances for Deathblade of Raw to get some fun uses out of Control Undead right now in BFA? If you're Frost. Yeah. Um, or Blood. Unholy, no. Well, right, because you can't Control Undead as a because um, it removes your pet. Which is fine, you know, nonsense, but... Yeah, yeah. the only one I could think sucks. of that's kind of fun is King's Rest. Yeah, yeah there's uh, King's Rest can be there. like it's such a trap though. You take the you take the Beastmaster, and he got one ability which just shoots adds away, and that you can shoot an add into another path. So you toggle that off, and then you got the uh, control. <laughs> you got the frontal cone, and that can also pull. So it's like you have to pick it up, turn off both those ones, position it so it doesn't frontal cone to another pack, <laughs> and then it's good. <laughs> Yeah. It's actually quite it's actually quite fine for unholy like on single target if you allow it to stack up properly mm. which can be tricky because you need to like put it close to the boss if it's too far away it doesn't do it properly but then it does like kind of the same damage as your ghoul so if someone like says you have to pick something you can pick that one and be like okay it's not a huge downgrade at least there's also right. the mobs in front of like Volcal and the Tazar I can't remember what they're called but the thing oh, I think yeah. Control and Dead's sort of used as kind of a quasi hard CC where you just you remove it from a pack to kill later so you make the pack easier. Oh yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. You just that is like, that is such like until the end of the key. Yeah. But that's also nice, yeah. Oh, I wanted to go Can back be using King's... But that was before though, when you want to skip reaping, it was actually useful for King's Rest. Yeah, yeah, you yeah pick okay. that up and then you kill yeah. it at the end. Okay, yeah. Good gracious. That's funny ones. I wish they had I... more like mobs in raids though that you could control undead See, even if it was something that just like casted something that's just annoying to deal with for the raid and you just control it 
This is uh, one of the annoying things I find for, equation. for Frost and Unholy is like both the specs have at least one piece of their utility that just doesn't work on the spec. For Unholy <laughs> yeah. it's control undead, for yeah. Frost it's chains of ice with cold art. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a funny one. So there was another question that came up. And I wanted to clarify. The Ashrain's Coral is off the GCD to my knowledge, but each use of it yes. incurs the cooldown to be. Yeah. Yep. Like cool Ashrain's Coral. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of the best drinkers they made. Oh, right. It is so nice because it's so versatile. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it, it works for one point five minute CDs. It worked for two minute CDs. It worked for three minute CDs. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you can you know, pick and choose kind minutes. of thing. A little army. And you yeah, also but... have to think a little bit about how yeah. you use it. Not exactly. Fire and forget. But then it's like you know, oh, it's amazing. We're not a passive, and then you add in like a shard response to power, and you're like, what <laughs> do I do now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this this kind of came up earlier in the show again. Um, well, first off, I want to make sure I bring up the fact that uh, uh, Degrain is posting and recopy and pasting about the huge divide on breath. We kind of went over it earlier, the whole like how people that either love it or hate it or flat out despise it kind of a thing. But I don't yeah. know if that has like a really that kind of a hyperbolic answer, I guess. But the real question I want to ask is we got it earlier today is Ian recently did say that, and what kind of alludes to what they have ideas for in 9.0 is like, the great unpruning! Are there any thoughts on things that should be across the board for Deathland again? I think you're all going to agree that Gorfiends should be back on all three yeah, specs. Top, yep. top of the list, for sure. AMZ. 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 I, see, I'm, I'm kind of uh, divided on AMZ. I think it should maybe exist for all specs, but it should not be based like, mm. it should be a talent, for sure. I think it's fine yeah, for Even if it was a talent, I'd be fine with it. If I had to give up my personal defensive, like, if I have to give up Spell Eater to take AMZ, I, I yeah. would Oh. Hmm. That's yeah. for other things. I mean, honestly, there's not... It's all utility for me. Like, there's no... I guess you could say Soul Reaper is an execute. I would quite like that, but... Just because... Yeah. I don't really know why it's gone. <laughs> um... I guess, maybe Army for all specs, but... With a caveat. I don't really like the current version of army where it's an eight minute cooldown. That's and it's a bit ma massive portion of your damage. That's just annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also so passive. Like you don't interact with it anyway. You just press a button. That's TOS it. army was was alright. Yeah, that was nice. It gave you the buff. Also very nice with yeah. the shoulders where you could buff the army. Yeah. You kind of like whenever you interact with an element in your DPS, you feel like you, it's like your DPS. Since now there's so much stuff we don't interact with, it doesn't feel like that's our ours. Right. You know, when we had Dark Arbiter that dealt like a large chunk of our damage, you felt like that was your damage because you directly influenced it. It wasn't like you pressed Dark Arbiter and that was 20% of your damage like it is with armor now. I think there's maybe some areas they could re-explore. I mean, obviously I said runes earlier, but I don't expect that to ever actually happen. Um, but, you know, we had, we had presences before. I don't really think they should come oh, back the same way they were, but I think you could do something really cool with that in theory. You know, maybe have like presence shifting be an actual thing. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine it. I really know. like going into blood spec for defensives. Like you go into, so you can imagine it. You know, frost presence was the the resource regen one. Sort of, you could imagine shifting into frost presence before breath, and then shifting back into something else. Like I think that could be cool in theory. How about how about this one then? This is the funny one that I've brought up before and I've talked about and I've argued about and I went over this. But are death knights? This is a mobility question. As slow. <laughs> As the community thinks they are, or has it gotten way better 
in uh, in VFA because it used to be real slow. It was that's the whole mm. like you would rep paladins had like one sprinty-ish movement speed cooldown and that was it. But um, I think my answer is like the same as last time, but it comes down to raid design. Oh yeah. sure. Um, if the raid design is good for your like, if there's knockbacks now, for example, you immediately become better. Like your mobility yeah. is just better. Oh yeah, because you can be immune to them. Yeah. Um, whereas like in the past, I feel like a lot of the bosses just had debuffs. They just had to run out, and almost every single boss had one of those. Um, and now it's like less and less common where you just get a debuff and run it out. Or since you also run less melee, you typically are able to stick to the boss while dealing with the debuff. Mm. So I feel like mobility is not that big of an issue. Um, I would say but, like, not, not as big as people make it up to be anymore. I think it's, I don't think it's, like, there's a difference between now and Legion. In Legion, we had a Wraithwalk baseline, which is, you know, it's an actual movement speed, whereas now we have movement immunity, basically. So if you don't take Wraithwalk now, I think we're slower than we were in Legion, um, to be honest. But it's not slow enough to be, like, a hindrance unless you, you know, you have Wraithwalk as an option. Um, I think what's annoying to me is, say, in dungeons where you just fall behind because you don't have a movement speed, really. Yeah. Whereas you used to have stuff like, you know, Unholy Presence. Mm. Well, first we used off, to have speed like, that. that's advanced as a micro sprint. Come on, Chew. I mean, it's not very fast, though. It's <laughs> 30% or something. No, it's 30%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can still talent in the Wraithwalk, though. I mean, yeah. I love Death's Advance. I mean, I think that's... There's two. It's a great thing, yeah. Yeah, there's Death Knight and Legion... Or and BF, Death's Advance and Epidemic. I mean, it's, yeah. the same, it's the same thing as me going into Ghost Wolf. 30% speed. And I can't do anything in Ghost Wolf, but you can Death's Advance still do everything. All I can do is be a dog. You can do the always thing. Wait, like, don't you get like feral lunge or something? Is that not a thing anymore? Well, we could Remember. take feral lunge. We don't. It's on the tier with oh, our don't. defensive now. Unfortunately, that's really smart. Same. <laughs> yeah, actually, same. Yeah. No, actually, yeah. same. That that I mean, that brings me over. Being a dog is awesome. <laughs> I, think I only ever spec Wraith walk. I never actually spec Wraith walk for the sprint. I spec it for the route. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I think that's way better. Um, the only time I really feel like. I'm lacking mobility is on target swaps where the ads spawn like pretty far from the boss. That's oh, just yeah. super annoying to deal with. Monk speed taunt. And then I when I play my rogue or my DA, just like, wait, this is just a non-issue on actual classes that have mobility. Yeah, other specs feel like absolute superheroes in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> so, like Grom's is such a good example. That was horrendous for a DK. You know, um... running back and forth to the ads, you're like Yep. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I actually I sat on the bus. I was the uh the tank body because <laughs> <laughs> i could you know it's too slow so bicep to live up to your name what yeah, yeah, what yeah. gives you like the aw heck yeah flex moment when you're playing a frost death knight I, it, it is in the niche right so i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to my older days and it was you know just doing that insane aoe burst you know, you're popping up breath, you're popping up your pillar, you're stacking up those strength that you throw away a Frostbone's Fury, and that it just deals an insane amount of damage. And it just feels great. So you went right to the pad tie dragon. Alright, not not yep. uh, alright. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Well you know big numbers, that's what feels good, isn't it? It's true. <laughs> yeah. Have you played a whole mythic plus? It feels great. Deal oh, one you, damage. you mean AoE with my AoE. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. I wouldn't know because I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Maybe you should try it. You know, I feel like we probably won't have it beyond, beyond this expansion, to be oh, honest. Oh, Epidemic might get nuked yeah, from Orbit. Well, Epi Epidemic's actually capped. It's this yeah, it's fine. Bursting Swords, which is insane. Oh, Bursting Swords. Well, even Bursting Swords is capped, like in theory, but it's, you know, you can hit an infinite amount of targets with indefinite decay, so. It's going forever. It's a little strong. Yeah. Most stuff doesn't scale past twenty targets. Only a handful of abilities do. When, when, where, where do you have more than twenty targets now with Reaping gone? Yeah, we don't. So you know, islands. Uh, shut up, islands. islands. <laughs> Look at this guy. You know, maybe you can do it on the you know waycrest for the fast boss. If you pull the entire island, like, and then yeah. you just honestly you you pop your dark transformation, you get wins and everything. Scourge strike once, your game will literally lag. Everything will die. Oh, I'm global. sure it will. I'm sure it will. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it that, will. That doesn't really happen with Frost, though, but Frost is like more, you know, consistent, dealing high burst damage, that kind of thing. Doing those Frost sipes feels nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing I would say about my problem with Frost and Mythic Plus was we were talking about earlier about the AoE RP. I, was, I said about Glacial Advance. My problem with Glacial Advance is it has a cooldown. So oh, it only yeah, really works. Yeah. We have this problem in, in AOE with Scythe where we just cap runic power and like we don't care about it. You just end up not spending whereas, runic power the entire dungeon. Yeah, where if, if Glacial Advance was baseline and didn't have a cooldown, we wouldn't have that problem. Yeah. And the other thing, the reason I don't think it should have a cooldown, it's like a six second cooldown scale with haste, so it's always three globals between uh, Glacial Advances. Yeah. But if you don't have Frost Scythe, you obliterate and then you're waiting for the cooldown. So you have to either Frost Strike or wait. So just remove the cooldown. Yeah. And the big issue is that Frostlight is one rune. So whenever you end up trying to spend runic power, you just rune cap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just have to choose. Frost got some two. inherent, like, resource issues that I feel like are very difficult to resolve. Because in different situations, we might be starved versus having way too much to do. Mm -hmm. A lot has to do with, you know, Frostlight costing one rune, rune, making it very difficult to actually use anything else in AoE, as you said. It's a couple of things. Frost is built around using two rooms per GCD when you use a room. Yeah. So are, it you, work when you, use... are you saying that yeah. Frost Scythe should just take two? If we had an, a good runic power spender, then yes. Mm. Yeah. Did you... Frost Scythe should, should spend... Should it would be two. much more balanced in AoE. But I think it's very difficult to make it two, cost two rooms because then it might be better in single target. I don't know. Yeah, that's... Think about... yeah. That's the other thing that comes up in chat, and I was about to say the same thing, is that wouldn't it make sense then if you take Frost Scythe, it just replaces Obliterate? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't want that, but I don't know. I mean, Scythe is cool, but I really just like the fact that we just ignore resources with multiple scenarios. Right. Like, if you're a resource bound spec, you shouldn't ignore them. Yeah. That's the tough one. And then, what was I going to say? There was one other thing that I brought... Oh, did you guys, during the beta ever play because this is hyper was talking about glacial advance did you ever mm -hmm. experience the first form of glacial advance where it wouldn't it would stop on terrain yeah, so yeah, all yeah. the spikes boss. would happen at one place and do so much damage yeah. so i was like oh, if this goes live well right because right now like okay. well no because right now you you fire off glacial advance and like one or two yeah. spikes depending on how big the mob's hitbox is which is actually the weird part about it too if the hitbox is larger you get more hits but the early version of it was that if you put it against a wall, each of the spikes 
would instance in front of the death knight and hit the okay. target over and over and over and over and over again for the full cast. So I was like, okay, they're going to pull everything against walls now because it looks really broken. Obviously, it doesn't work yeah. that now and now it goes like up walls or through things. But I remember testing that in the class order hall where the dummies are right next to the wall. Yep. Yeah. All right. That was a thing for all of Legion as well. Like, we was just, yeah. you know, get stuck on stuff. So, mm -hmm. you were talking about large hitboxes. That's a thing for a Frostworm as well. Where, oh, yeah. That's you know, Frostworm really good point. We should talk there. about that. Oh, Cinderosa can hit. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. You can multi strike. We had <laughs> the, <laughs> there was, the, I think, the first big example where. That's a bad started, word. The, the first big example where people started noticing was on Guarm, where Guarm jumped, remember? So yeah. If you fired your dragon and hit where he landed, you hit twice. But you oh. can do it even further. Like you can hit it like five times. I think is the record on Jade Fire Masters because they jump really fast. So if you time that properly, it's like it hits several times throughout. <laughs> it's like you know, instead of getting one frostworm, you get six. So you get rank one logs, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that? I wonder if that's how the the spell is probably coded in a way that it basically along the animation just drops like a flame strike circle. So yeah. if if, he, yeah. if things move along the cast time, it doesn't just scan once and hit in a rectangle. It hits by multiple blobs of the spell. Ew. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty sure all AOG projectiles work like that. Yeah. They, they, there was a bug in there was a bug in like 8.2 when it first came out where it was hitting single targets like many times even when they were still. So I'm not sure yeah. if they might have changed it, but I got a link there to a Frostworm cast that dealt. That's how it worked. I think that's our boy, the grain. You just replay that. Yeah, no, I'm watching it right now because you can see the boss move, so it gets hit multiple times as it moves along the course of the. Yeah. <laughs> that's so dumb. It's actually ridiculous. <laughs> you can't see the DPS shots there, but yeah, basically yeah. after that, you know, the DK was like, hey. <laughs> yeah, you go from 15th to first, like. Yeah. Oh, you so you pull an Arcalis then? Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> pulling that, they're pulling the big narco. But uh, that's about all we've got. We've had a couple other questions in the chat, of course. But if you have more of those, you can go hit up the Acarus Discord and and poke these gents here, or give those YouTube comments, Typerion, or go poke biceps when he streams or on his Twitter. But. I think that's about it for that. Do you guys have any soapbox, end remarks, closing comments or statements or little nuggets of knowledge that you wish to leave the community with Tuesday? Sir, you first. Um, the community. Uh, come to Acris, I guess. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> as for Death Knight, I was, I was just going to say, one thing I wish they would do is both specs are kind of trying to do the same thing right now, which is AoE. I'd rather like one was single target focused. Honestly, like mm. breath got changed to be, you know, 100 to main and then ferry to everything else, whereas it used to be divided by your targets. I don't know, just make them do something different rather than try to do the same thing because unholy just wins when you get enough. Yeah, gotcha. Is that all you got? Anything else? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, what sort of thing? That's that. That's making sure. So maybe we're gonna leave. Anyone want to put a moratorium on? It's the other part I put here. It's the open-ended part of the end of the show. You can take All it right. as you will. But if you're good, I'm good. Okay. Hyper, how about you? Um, I guess the biggest thing is just 
don't don't be don't re-roll from the DK if you're not like super top end. I feel like a lot of people get end up like changing away because it's not meta. Um but DK is definitely viable like throughout if you're mythic rating, even if you're cutting edge mythic rating, you can make DK work um, you know, up to up to the almost the very top. Mm-hmm. So that would be my my biggest biggest <laughs> advice to people. I'm I'm with chat on this one. Shout out to anime. Holy crap! The episode of Demon Slayer was real good. <laughs> I, I think that's a meme for Acherus. No chat versus considered anime. <laughs> no, I'll I'll take the real thing. Can I get some I I in chat, please? I even have one for I... me. Hold on, we have to, I have to do this. There we go. It's, it's not turned on. A little bit of that. No, I have my friends. No, it's not. I just I like the. I don't have the better better Twitch TV on right now. Yeah. I have my friends emote that's basically the same thing. I like it. All right, Bicep, take us out. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to end with? Any shout outs, moratoriums, nuggets? Nuggets. I felt like we could have discussed the the free frost strike at the end of breath. I think that's like my favorite theory crafting bit of uh, frost. (laughs) Oh. But do we have time? Uh, no, we do not. We can move it to the after show. That can be for okay. Patrons. Let's put down the after show. Basically, yeah. you can get mm-hmm. a free frost strike at the end of breath. Free frost. I'm writing this down. Frost strike yeah. at end. At the end of breath of Cindy. Yeah. Actual what face? There we go. <laughs> I'll put that down there for there. Otherwise, I just want to reiterate the thing with uh, you know choosing specs, listening to the community perception, and all that. It is extremely important that you play what you enjoy to play and not what you feel forced to play. Because I feel like a lot of people, they forget that we play to enjoy ourselves. Like, it is extremely important that you actually like what you do and like like the rotation and all that. And at least from my perspective, I have never been forced to re-roll or like I just say no. And I feel like that that should be a thing more often that you know stand your ground play what you enjoy then yeah. listen to what other people say nothing is trash nothing is horrendous nothing is op everything is fine almost oh <laughs> <laughs> lol what's the word yeah okay yeah Swedish, everything is logum you know anyway just play what you enjoy that's what i do spoken like a true dk yeah <laughs> accept the bench and be happy yikes <laughs> Wow! Whoa. Yikes! Actually benched. Wow. All right, I'm sick. Right I'm yeah, slamming down this button. Well. Oh my goodness! Yeah. All right, I mean, thank yeah. what? Thank you for being here. Episode 193. Again, that was Bicep. Take us out at the end there. You follow him on Twitch at Biceps Pump, but instead of an I, it's a one. Did someone steal your name? No, it was me, but I forgot the email address. So I can't. <laughs> you <stop>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that. That sounds like a DK thing. Yeah, I stole oh. my own name. Wow, you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's impressive. And chat brings up you can watch a lot of anime from the bench. I mean, hell, come on. Yeah, come on. No, but Demon Slayer, by the way, though. But anyway, Tuesday as well. Go hit him up in Discord at Tuesday. And check out all the FAQ sections they have there. In are you cool with PMs for questions, Chew, or no? Uh, I'm cool with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. 
Some yeah, people are I get that all the time, so it's fine. Busy, fine. they need to biceps or so or something. Oh, okay. Said I sent him over to there. That sounds good to me. But thank you very much for being on the show today as well, sir. Even though, as I said earlier today, the chat didn't hear, but now I'll say he's the one off camera, but definitely the most handsome out of all of us today. Confirmed. <laughs> I just still have a webcam. <laughs> there you go. Well, next show then. Let me get Tuesday a webcam. There you go. Then there's Hyperion. What? Bicep, what? You can just send us a selfie. Oh, fair enough. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> Hyperion over yeah. on YouTube. He's got that frost guide coming out hey. next couple of days. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Coming on Tuesday. And then you already had the unholy one online, right? We can talk about unholy. Yeah, yeah it went up last week. Yeah. So go check him out on YouTube. Even all the. Yeah, uh, the, uh... me up in Discord. Yeah. Are you good with with DMs and stuff too? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not everyone is okay with the DMs if you have questions, but you can always ask them in the bright trapper channels. Right. Do that. Check the pins. Is that still a thing? Oh, Lord, no, check the pack. Oh, check the FAQ. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true enough. All right. Next week, I'm not entirely sure what show it is. I think we're going to look at Retribution Paladin if I can get that sorted. And then the show will be on a bit of a hiatus because I'll be gone on another trip that I can't talk about yet, but it might be involving other nerds and Mike might also be there again. But also check out if you missed the Race to World first coverage on Method's YouTube channel. There's a whole bunch of awesome highlight clip videos that apparently I'm in a lot of them. I don't know. I guess I'm whatever. There's the two days of, of highlights and then like the, the best of casters. If you want to know what it's like to, to sleep in Mike's lap, then you can go check that out if you'd like. And when I get back, the live show should start back up again about September the 8th. But we'll have a show next Sunday and like a two week break. And then we'll be back at more, more live shows. If you're wondering about the ra the uh, epic wild battles of history, I have no idea because the raid tiers just keep going in the live game in BFA, so we can't really take time off to do that. So I'll keep you updated, of course, on Twitter. You can follow the show down below. All the links are down there. Support what I do here. Fabulina, we have a new shirt. Little queen. It's a Jara. A Jara. She's super cute. I can't talk anymore. I'm done. We're out of here. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, enjoy farming mana pearls. <clears throat> but until next week, everybody. <gasps> bye. Wave bye. Uh, everybody, use your dual wield hands. There you go. Dual wield waving. No, uh, you only wave with one. You're playing a holy right now. Anyway, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. That's the wrong button. That's the shirt. There we go. Bye. <laughs> I can't freaking heck. <laughs>